Shauna and Jody here with Real Sisters, Real Talk. We're glad to have you joining us as we talk about growing in our faith with God. Hello, and welcome back to Real Sisters, Real Talk. I'm Jody, and Shauna is right here, and we are excited to be back with you. We are in the, the midst of winter, and so it is chilly, and we just got through the holidays and through January, and um, it is just cold, cold weather. So I, and we're podcasting in California. It's early um, right now. Shauna is a three year, three hours ahead of me, but I am bundled up in a blanket. I have my coffee. I am doing everything to keep warm this morning and I'm in Southern California. So what do you have there, sister? <laughs> well, actually we've had an incredibly mild winter this year and we got, we were told this in advance. That it was going to be a really wet winter and not really very snowy winter, but still, I just, I don't know if it's having grown up in Southern California or wet, but I do not handle the cold weather very well. I do not like being cold. I can say that now I'm better prepared to be able to handle it because we moved here from Arizona. We literally didn't have blankets for our beds. Like we had, the kids had a sheet and a comforter. And we had to buy blankets for all the beds. We had to buy coats. I remember putting, bringing Haven to second grade and just asking the teacher, okay, so I'm from Southern California. I just moved here from Arizona. I don't understand the whole snow clothes to school with the kids thing. So can you tell me how that goes? She kind of just chuckled because she was like, I don't know what you mean. Just send her in snow clothes. And I'm like, and she goes, a lot of the moms actually will just leave an, like an extra pair of mittens here or, you know, extra pair of snow pants. They can just leave those at school. I was like, she doesn't have any extra. She, we had to buy snow clothes for everybody. <laughs> so there's no such thing as extra. She has one right glove and one left glove. So we're going to have to keep those with her at all times. Okay. So crazy question, but like, do they go out for recess no. outside? Oh yeah. Okay. Blows my mind. hundred percent. I know. So we have a feature that we do on, on my radio show that I call Kids Talk. And I head out to the elementary schools and I'll sit with some kindergartners or first graders, sit crisscross applesauce in a little circle. We'll have a conversation and I gather all that audio, bring it back to the studio. We kind of slice and dice it, put some fun upbeat music underneath it and share it on Wednesday mornings. And so one of the schools specifically that I head to, it's Forest, I think it's called Forest Elementary School. But the whole premise of the school is that this whole beautiful world that God made is such a learning ground. So they go outside and they learn outside all the time. But I remember I was interviewing the kids and they came in and they were, you know, they'd pull off their, their snow boots, but they had all their snow clothes on and their gloves and their beanies. And they were sitting out, they had a fire out in the snow. And they were sitting around the fire and the teacher was teaching them out there. You know what? This this is crazy. So that's the littles. But I have to tell you, when we first moved here, I was not good at driving in the snow. And I had to learn to drive in the snow. And what I was not expecting, I was expecting slippery roads. I was expecting visibility issues. But I was not expecting joggers, like people running and exercising outside in 25-degree weather with the snow blowing sideways. You have to watch out for them too. So that, I just don't go out. If it's cold, I just hunker down if I can. Well, and that makes sense to me. And you know what? I mean, we were raised in Southern California. So yes, but I remember I was in a, um, a it was called a learning community with uh, the Vantage Point 3 team um, in Sioux Falls. And I remember flying out there. I, I went four times in two years and would spend about four days there. Um, and so 
but I remember the very first time I flew out there, it was snowing sideways and there was so much snow that you couldn't read street signs. So you literally had to depend on your GPS because you, you couldn't, everything was covered in snow. And I remember driving out of the airport in my little rental car and I thought, what is wrong with all you people? Do you not realize it's snowing? (laughs) Why are you, I would never leave my house. Um, But it's just. Go inside, light a fire. What are you thinking? But you know what? I so this is a crazy story. But I remember when you were living in Arizona, we came, we would come out each spring, and we would do, we would go to a spring training game. And honestly, Shauna would sing the national anthem a lot of times, and they would invite her to do that. And so it was really fun. We would kind of time it, um, and we would go out to see the Angels because that's you know our team, not not the best team, but it's our team. And so we, <laughs> so we um, we went out there one year, and you know spring in Arizona, so from Southern California. I remember we were in shorts and kind of tank tops and t-shirts and stuff because it was going to be a warm day. And we were got out of the car and I said, Ooh, I wonder if we need jackets. And you're like, no, no, don't need jackets. And I'm like, Oh, but it's a little bit chilly. And so we're kind of walking and I'm like, and I I remember saying, "I, I don't know. I might be a little bit cold. Lauren, are you cold? And you looked at me and said, don't ask her because she's comfortable. Like she's good. (laughs) (laughs) But I I honestly, like looking back and this has been, so this has been something that has been very significant for me this year, but looking back over the years, Mm. like I can see where so much of my thinking, so much of my planning, so much of my energy went into making sure I and my family were comfortable. And I, I even, Mm. I even there, I mean, it was just a shift for me this year of this learning of. Um, comfort is not my goal. Comfort is not the most important thing. And so, you know, we're talking about in the podcast right now, we're talking about the the lies that we believe. And I, I think one of the lies that I have functioned under for so many years is God wants me to be comfortable and search mm. the Bible to see God gives us comfort. He is our comfort. Yeah. He, it is not God's goal to make me comfortable. If you look at the history of scripture and all the people that we get to read about and learn from, comfort was not the thing. Jesus' life was not comfortable. And yet I think right. I am deserving of comfort. And even to the point where comfort had become an idol for me because it was the thing mm. I wanted most. And I'm telling you, this has this has kind of broken me this year. Like what, how, how have I not realized this before that comfort has become this idol? I don't know. What do you think about that? I, you're kind of blowing my mind right now. Yeah, no, this is so good. I think, I think we all seek comfort. We want to be comfortable, but I think there's a fine line too between wanting to be comfortable and thinking that we deserve it, that I'm entitled right. to that. And you know, what you mentioned about Jesus's life, he, we just celebrated Christmas. He was born to, you know, he, his mom was pregnant before she got married. It's pretty scandalous circumstances right there. Come to his birth. It, it happens in a barn, <laughs> in, a, in a stable, You know, he's laid in a manger. Like he did not, he was not, he left heaven and he wasn't born into comfort. So why would you and I think that if the King of Kings didn't have that, why would we think that we're entitled to that or that, that God 
should make us comfortable. Right. And it's that, no, it's, it's deeper than it's deeper than I don't like being cold. We just went, we just went somewhere deep. We did. Right. And it's this entitlement thing, you know, and I, I don't know if part of it is, um, kind of this culture we were raised in, or if it's, if it's just even a, you know, it's this sneaky business of the enemy of just, um, you know, this is the way that sin creeps in so, um, so easily is we just, we, we don't even realize that it's sinful. And when we do realize it, it's such a breaking, but comfort, we, I think in, in, in the culture we live in, comfort is something that we, um, we actually have. And so we actually seek it more and more like, excuse me, this is silly. I'm going to cough. Sorry. This is silly, but I even, I remember when we were little, we had, um, a dear aunt and uncle that we adored, we adored, adored, adored. This family was so much fun. It still is so much fun, but they, um, lived on a farm and they had an outhouse and, um, no indoor (laughs) plumbing. And I remember like, we loved going to their farm, but oh my, the idea of using the outhouse was beyond me because that was beyond my comfort zone. And so truly, right. you know, dad, we, we drove the camper, we would drive the camper, um, the truck and camper from California to Iowa. We started in a station wagon, and then we graduated to the camper. And so dad would let us use the bathroom and the camper so that we did not have to use the outhouse because that was such a thing for us. And I just think we, we thought not only did we desire comfort, but we thought we deserved, like, we can't go to the Mm -hmm. bathroom in an outhouse. And that is something so silly and so simple. I do it all the time. You know, I don't want to be inconvenienced for, um, I can say I want to be inconvenienced for the gospel, but do I, do I really want to be inconvenienced Mm -hmm. for the gospel? I mean, how often do you think, you know, God, I want to serve you, but don't send me to Africa. Like, you know, it's, it's that kind of a mm-hmm. mentality. I, I want my comfort and I want to serve you too. Not, I want to serve you, God, wherever you want to you use me. me. Yeah. Right? So I'm curious, Jodes, how did this, how did this show up on your radar? Because I'm, I'm resonating. First of all, let me just tell you, you're, you're not on your own on this. I'm completely resonating with what you're saying and seeing it in my own life as you're holding up a mirror and I'm I'm seeing it for me too. So there's no shade here whatsoever, but how did it, for me, it's coming on my radar because you're saying it. How did it show up for you? Yeah. So honestly, back um, probably early 2023, um, our niece, Bailey, had recommended a book. We, we tossed books back and forth a lot of what we're really learning yeah. from and growing from. And so this is not a Christian book. It's called the comfort crisis. And so I read it and, um, just really rocked me, um, in the sense of, I did not realize how much, how many decisions I make that are to appease my comfort. And so, um, just even, I mean, and so then, so then this applies all the way across. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring us on a little journey here. So, um, yes, yeah. I make a lot of decisions of my, my comfort of the weather. So I don't like to be cold, but then honestly, you realize what I do then if I'm cold, I'm so cold. My hands are so cold. My can't even feel my toes I, as opposed to, no, it's cold outside and it's okay because I am okay. Yeah. Right. And so then I don't say I'm so cold. I'm so, you know, I, I realized that I put a stop to that and it's just like, I, so yeah, I'm cold. I'm, I'm okay. 
I'm, I'm not dying of hypothermia. Like I am okay. I can deal with this all the way to like, we like to hike. And so there was often where we would share a backpack and then Johnny would honestly carry it a lot. And it's actually, you know, they call rucking. It's kind of this training thing where you carry some weight on your back until I realized like, no, I actually want to carry my own backpack and carry my own weight because it's actually physically good for me and I can be uncomfortable. Mm. It is okay. I'm not seeking comfort while I'm out for a seven mile hike. I can be uncomfortable right. to do this. And so I carry my own backpack because I, I can be uncomfortable. So there's these little steps all the way to, mm. you know, the, the things that God calls us to. So, oh, you want me to actually talk to that person and tell them about you, Lord? That's uncomfortable. But you know mm. what? If you are working Come on that on, person's life, good. God, I am willing, right? So fasting. Right now, I'm in a rhythm of fasting once a week. You know, I when I would fast in the past, um, that has been a rhythm for me for a lot of years. But in my previous fasting, it was like, oh, I don't know if this is good for me. I feel so miserable. My stomach is growling. My, you know, mm -hmm. now it's like, oh yeah, my stomach's growling. Lord, come near to me. Help me to be, help me to draw near mm -hmm. to you, God. Help me to put my focus on you, God. Thank you that you are my sustainer. You are my provider. You are, instead of, oh, poor me. Oh, is this good for my body? I'm, I'm, you know, denying myself something. It's no, no, no. I am okay. I can go 24 hours without food. I am okay. Trust me. I am not going like mm -hmm. it. My whole mentality has changed and it's, so it's been this huge shift, but it came out of this secular book of just showing how we as Americans seek comfort. It is always about making us feel good. Does that make sense? And the thing that's crazy. Oh yeah, it totally makes sense. And one of the things that's, that really stands out as you share this example is that whatever we tell ourselves becomes how we behave. We, I think we tend to think that whatever my self-talk is, the message that I'm giving myself, I can feel like I don't like being uncomfortable and I don't want to be uncomfortable and still do things that are uncomfortable, but I'm going to be miserable in the doing it. There's a, a shift that takes place in our minds. And that's really what we felt like we wanted to lean into in 2024. So this is so perfect to the conversation because Romans 12, one and two tells us that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. So as we pay attention to what the self-talk is and, and actually evaluate and ask the question, is this true? Is this what the Bible says? We can start to identify lies. And then once we've identified a lie, we can find the truth in scripture that combats the lies and then shift our thinking and God transforms our whole life and makes us into a new person as we start to believe what he says rather than the lie that we were believing. Right. And we live into that truth. I, um, there's a verse, second Corinthians, and I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Cause I, I don't think I wrote down all of the verse I wanted to, um, share, but it's second Corinthians one. And mm -hmm. I, had I think I know what it is. Do you? I had started at verse four, Go ahead. but I want us to read a little bit before that. Do you have it written down too? I do. Yeah. So Second Corinthians 1, um, I'm just going to start reading at verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that, don't we just love those so that's? 
Yeah. So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So in that, where in that verse do we get, God wants me to be comfortable? If, Mm -hmm. if I'm comfortable all the time, I don't need him. So when I'm in trouble, he comforts me so that I can comfort Mm -hmm. others so that they can receive the love of God that way as well. That that's, that's truth here. This is, this is truth over the lie. If we believe, if we lean into the lie, God wants me to be comfortable, then I am setting myself up to be disappointed in God when it is not a promise of him that he, he or even a desire right. in his heart to make me comfortable. I'm putting something on right. him that is not appropriate. And then I'm mad at him because he's not fulfilling what I want him to fulfill. God is not my genie. God is not my, and I need to remind myself, I'm talking to me, right? <laughs> I'm talking to me. So yeah, yeah you like that verse That's too. That's so good. And if you keep I do. And because if you keep going, if you read this whole chunk of scripture outside of the podcast, just look up second Corinthians one and read the the first kind of part of that chapter, but it's Paul and he's writing to the church in Corinth and he goes on in verse eight to say, we don't want you to be uninformed brothers and sisters about the troubles that we've experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure. Listen to that far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. We felt we'd received the sentence of death, he says, but this happened, he says, that we might not rely on ourselves, but rely on God. So he's not even referring to like, I'm cold. (laughs) Did you know what I mean? It's not like a slight discomfort or, wow, that was really outside of my comfort zone to talk to that person at the grocery store that I felt the Holy Spirit was prompting me to. No, he's talking about like, we were losing our will to live. This was way beyond what we're capable of. But the truth that you read to us, Jodes, in verse four is the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles. So if we can shift our thinking from I deserve to be comfortable or God should provide for my comfort to to this truth that God comforts me in all my troubles. That's a real that's a real mind shift in, in the way that we approach it. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean don't we don't want we don't want to flip this and become martyrs. Oh, poor me. Oh, I have it so bad. That's not what this is about. This is about living our lives in a way that serves God and not allowing our seeking comfort to become an idol. We want to seek God and he is the God of all comfort. And that's, that's the way we want to lean in. That's the, the way we want to combat this, this lie. Um, so this is a great, Mm -hmm. this is a great, scripture for, you know, putting truth over that lie for sure. Yeah. I think the lot, I think the whole lie, I deserve to be comfortable. You mentioned it earlier, but it's still connected to entitlement and entitlement is absolutely just kind of a fancy word, maybe a more palatable word than pride, which is the opposite of humility. And, you know, we just, it's not what God designed for us that we would live a life of entitlement or pride. And you cannot, you can kind of even slip into the thinking here too of, you know, I ought to have things the way that I want them. God should do for me everything that I want, um, which is stepping into the place of ruler and authority that's rightfully his. It's a dangerous place to be. It really is. It really is. And, and I think, so I wonder if, 
I'm just kind of wondering this together as we're learning. And this is mm-hmm. what we do, right? We wonder together. But if if instead of seeking my comfort, my definition of comfort, if I'm if I can shift my thinking to seek comfort in God, no matter what I'm doing, I, I think when I read Paul's letters, that's what I see in Paul. Like, you know, he says, um, you know, to have joy, not in, not because of our circumstances, but in all circumstances, right? Because mm-hmm. our, our comfort, everything comes from the Lord. Um, but if I'm looking, if I'm always looking, if I'm always looking for comfort by my standards, then I'm, I've got an idol. If I'm looking for comfort in the Lord and to do his will, Mm -hmm. then that's a whole different focus. Another verse that I wrote down is Psalm 94 verses 18 and 19. It says, when I said, my foot is slipping, your unfailing love, Lord supported me. When anxiety was great within me, your, your consolation brought me joy. So if I'm, when, no matter what's going on in my life, if I'm turning to God to, to meet me where I'm at, then my focus is in the right place. I'm turning to the right place. Um, I just think this, this external comfort, it, it's so confusing. I think it can be confusing mm-hmm. of, of seeking this external comfort versus this internal comfort in the Lord. And that's what I want to be about. That's what I want to be pursuing. Um, and so I think there's this evaluation that we need to do is what are we actively pursuing? Mm. And there's, we can't sit on the fence on that. Yeah, that's really good. I think there is a fine line too, between I deserve to be comfortable and things aren't supposed to be like this. I, I think there's a, there's a truth and a reality to things aren't supposed to be like this. And I'm thinking specifically about a friend of mine who lost her brother the week of Christmas and he, um, she lost him to brain cancer and it was just a really ugly struggle and difficult thing to, to walk through. And so we were together just a few days after he had passed and she was sharing with me how, what the process was like and how hard it was to walk with him in his final days and in his final hours and how ugly death is. And there is a reality to that and to the fact that it's not supposed to be like this. God, yeah, I think death more than anything reveals the fallenness and the brokenness of the world and what sin led to and, and all of that. So there is a, there's a, a right way of thinking about things in the world when it comes to it's not supposed to be like this, um, that is from God and it is right and good. Yep. But when when it shifts from it's not supposed to be like this, maybe you're in a difficult marriage and it is not supposed to be like this. Maybe you've been abused. That's part of your story. It's not supposed to be like this. There's a we don't have to be martyrs for the sake of being martyrs. Let me just say that. Like we don't have to stay in an unhealthy situation because you know what? God never promised me I was going to be comfortable. Mm. <laughs> that's that's some dangerous territory. But at the same time, to think to think that everything is supposed to be the way that we want it to be, I think really the difference is is God at the center or am I at the center of my right. level of comfort? Sometimes God that, calls that... us to be uncomfortable to get out of those circumstances where it's not supposed to be like this. He leads us to do something that we wouldn't otherwise do to get us to a healthy place. I think that's very true. 
That's very true. And to reveal truth to us of what we're actually seeking and where, and uh, to reveal our hearts. You know, one of those things um, that I've, I've heard preached by many different people is, um, you know, we like to think that um, if we have a negative reaction to something and we maybe act out in a way that is not real good, we'd like to blame, point the finger and blame somebody else for making that reaction come out of us. And the truth mm-hmm. is nothing can come out of me that isn't in me. And so they didn't make that reaction came out, come out of me. They maybe upset me, but, but that came out because it's what was in me. And so, yeah, we, it's just a really good truth there. So I love what you just said. Um, is God at the center of, of, of who I am and what I'm seeking, or is it me? Am I seeking what's about me? And that's such a good point. I think too, is God at the center of the discomfort? Like, in, okay, when you talk yeah. about being cold, okay, maybe that's not a, a God situation, unless you're cold because you're out serving homeless people in the evening and, you know, you, whatever the case may be. If you're, if you're serving and you're cold, that's a, that's a thing. But I mean, as far as our discomfort, am I uncomfortable for the sake of the gospel? Is this about what God wants for me? Oh, yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to evaluate it and to see what is exactly going on. You know, we, we've used this verse before. It's something that we definitely use, but John sixteen thirty three, you know, in it, it says in this world, you will have trouble but take heart. I have overcome the world. And that is such a good, um, a good hope to land on. Um, because things will be uncomfortable in this world. We will face trouble, but we know that, that God is the victor and that's where we Mm -hmm. get to put our trust and our hope. And so that's just a really, yeah, good promise. And when we feel like we should be comfortable, we want to be comfortable and, and we, that shows up on the radar that can actually be a trigger for good things like, Oh, okay, wait a minute. What does the word of God say about my discomfort? And, you know, how can I rely on God in this situation? Is this a me wanting to serve me thing or yeah, it can just be a trigger to replace the lie that you deserve to be comfortable with the truth that God comforts us in our trouble. I love that. A good way to kind of check it and evaluate what is going on. Um, and I think thank you so much for bringing this up, Jodes. Yeah, absolutely. This is my learning. And so, you know, we talked about this as we ended the year and kind of stepped into the new year about evaluating this past year is so helpful to look at what did we learn? It's very easy to um, move on and not retain what we've learned. And I don't want to be that person. I want to continue to learn and grow. And so that's, that's why it's really fun to have these conversations too, because it helps us remember what we're learning and being challenged by. So good stuff. It is. It's really good stuff. So the lie we took on today, I deserve to be comfortable. Woo. Sit with that one for a minute and let it settle in. (laughs) You don't deserve to be comfortable, but because of everything that God has done for us, we don't go through anything on our own. And we just, we just want to remind you every single week, it's such a privilege to be with you. And we'd love to connect with you through social media as well. You can find Real Sisters Real Talk on Instagram and on Facebook, but just want to be a regular reminder in your life because we need to be reminded as well that we serve a real God. And he really loves you.